Hello, Chicago. I am so excited. It's once again, your girl Joy has questions. We literally are about to get snowed the fuck in on some frozen type shit. So I'm going to be running around talking about some, do you want to build a snowman? No, um, I am super excited. This young man, I have been cool with him for, hold on, let me do math. Literally going on like four years. So it actually might even be five. Um, we start, yeah, four or five years, started off as co-workers. Um, he was one of the three people I actually respected from that place. And now look at us several years later, bettering our careers, really trying to make moves in the city. Um, if you all have ever listened through my, my commercial breaks on my show as I'm over here repping Cavassier VSOP, it is because of this young man who actually, when I told him I was starting, Joy has questions, was just like, oh, I'll give you liquor. And I was like, so am I like sponsored now? And he was like, mm, that's what we'll just call it. So um, as I like to say, my first sponsor ever, I'm super happy um, and proud of this young man. I have Howard Campbell in the building. <laughs> Woo. Oh, no, I gave government. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. What's going on, Joy? Um, in terms of just going into his career, why he's so dope, if you all are going, Howard Campbell, I've never heard of him, that's because he's good at what he does. So um, you aren't supposed to hear of him in that aspect, but definitely has his hands in some of the most amazing experiential events, marketing branded events that take place within this city. Being such a veteran as an experiential marketer, um, he's definitely going to get into that. No, he is not here fading into the background like the nigga from Atlanta season one who would not pay them their money. That is not what he's doing. So we are going to get started with all the topics, like the perfect person to have on this week. Help me with the culture and the state of it. Um, No, no cloud chasing like Joe Bennett. Please tell me. What the fuck is going on with Lisa Frank's son, a.k.a. Tabasco22, a.k.a. Uh, Takashi69, <laughs> a.k.a. 50 Cent Son, a.k.a. Cell Block 22. Like, he literally looking yeah, like Chicago always... Cell Block Tango. The thing is about Takashi, you got to respect his craft, in all honesty. You have to re- respect exactly who he is as a hip-hop troll. You, you can't front... His high energy performance and what he does is it's it's something that's not in the industry right now. But he's a little bit troublesome. Obviously, he can't get into Chicago without a little bit troublesome. To... Yes, I saw him on O Block, and I was like, "Oh, this child wants to <laughs> die." Child. I was like, but, "He really wants to die." Yeah, and, and he sets himself up in, in ways that is very dangerous for himself and his family, which is just really messed up. But from a brand perspective, the man has the following. He has the culture behind him. And he honestly has New York behind him, unfortunately. But you can't... He's a terrible rapper. He's a terrible rapper. Even but, by the standards of mumble rapping, I'm like, okay, we've got to set a standard you know, like Fifi? here. Who? Fifi the song? So, we'll get into that. Okay. But... Both of them niggas on that track get on my nerves. So I was just like, I started off yeah. kind of bopping, and I'm like, right, I right, can't right, deal right. with neither one of them. Well, so I mean, I, I mean, I, I get it because there have been artists that have done the most, mm-hmm. kind of similar to what he's doing. And I've even worked with these artists to where, you know, they're setting themselves up to go to jail just to get an extra push for them to sell records. So I initially thought this this recent arrest was that. Until I was like, oh, a Rico charge? I was like, 
Oh, you're in but, jail, Gio. No, you can you can still make that up and and pay the New York cops or whatnot to do that. But this seems like a legit case. They did push the album back, so I was like, "Oh, this is for real." <laughs> this like, is for real. Oh, when you have white people going, let's yeah. let's think about this, guys. Let's let's when you get that emergency experiential meeting going, <laughs> we might need to talk about the oh, activations yes. um, that were happening. Uh-huh. Who else do you have in the Rolodex? Because he yes. may not be showing up. That has definitely happened. Then you know that. Oh, like oh, this is a real situation. Yeah, this is some real shit. So. This ain't just the shade room chiming no, in. Not at all. Trying to drum up, you know, some publicity. No, this was le- this was literally legit. So I'll tell you my perspective. Mm-hmm. I am very much a live and let live type of individual. I pretty much don't like I I love her or Herbo mm. or Swervo yeah. or whatever new moniker he gonna come out with <laughs> <G> next <Herbo. laughs> weekend, right? G Herbo. I I actually love Bibby. I'm sorry, but if you are trying Definitely. to get through a cardio session and you put on you ain't gang, you just shot up half the West Side of this Chicago listening to him. Like mm-hmm. in your head, you are like Pablo Junior. So I do respect. <laughs> I respect like gangster rap or drill music or even the mumble rappers because what i will say i could talk shit all day about them but they're still millionaires and they doing something Mm. that i haven't been able to crack the code yet myself so i tip my hat to that the problem that i have with him and i'm going to continue to call him lisa frank's son because he looked like one of them little coloring books he looked like the tiger one that my mama never let me buy um but the one thing that bothers me about him Outside of the child pedophile charge case. I forgot about that. Then I'm just like, so ain't nobody going to comment on the fact that he already was sitting on probation Mm. for not one, but two situations involving kids. And you can, you can try and rationalize what you want. We have all been 18 before. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, when I was 18, that was like, you know, me coming into my life. Oh, I'm grown. You know, that fake grownness. <laughs> so then it's Thinking like. you grown. You exactly. out the house and crib. Yeah, so yeah. then it's like, that's the height of when I really only wanted to fuck with right. dudes who were like older than me. And it was the same thing with guys. Like guys was probably like, I'll start the gambit. Maybe at she turning 17 <laughs> and that's the lowest I'm going to go. I knew no 18 year olds. that was like, I'm going to talk to a 13 year old. Never. In life. Never. And even when I was in fifth grade, I remember I dated a sixth grader. See? And that's and to you. I was, you you I was, I was that nigga. And she was thick in a mug. And everybody like, oh, you kissed her and all this. So You at the sock out with Mike Love and this, oh, feeling listen, like that guy. Like, listen, I was, I was that guy. 110%. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like That to me was just like, that's problematic. Yeah. Then the next week he's showing up for Make-A-Wish campaigns. I'm like, I don't know. Because he's trying to clean his image. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know And they're trying, they? they're trying to steer away from the negative into him doing some charity stuff. Even when he was here in Chicago, you know, with all the police around him, he was giving out money to the poor and people off of 95th Street. I mean, would I have taken a dollar or two? Depends on how broke I was that day. You would have took that shit. How much are we talking? No, he was giving hundreds of dollars to people. No. See, that's no. If I won't even, if I'm very uh, adamant about my stance on Kanye Kardashian and he's a nigga made from here, Mm -hmm. then I'm definitely not about to sit here and be like, this outsider can sway me with a Michael Kors bag. Like, are you kidding me? I hope it's not Michael Kors. Look, I have seen girls. You got to level up. No more Michael Kors. Let's also just... (laughs) <laughs> Quick sidebar, because you deal a lot with what I like to call the uh, designer fanny pack club. 
Yeah. Right. This is from my heart, sisters. From my heart. Please look into the parent companies of these fashion designers that you are mm-hmm. so willing to do whatever to have on your back. Okay? Donatella Versace just sold her entire company to Michael, Michael Kors. Kors. Michael Kors is found in Burlington Co. Factory. Yep. Oh, wait, no. They've gotten fancy now. It's BG or Berlin, BCF. They don't. They go by the the initials nowadays. That's what millennials like. Exactly, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, so when we want to sit here and think about like branding mm-hmm. and money, if you would not walk your black ass into Burlington Coat Factory or what's the other one, Nordstrom's Rack, and get a Michael Kors bag, TJ Maxx, or T. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Some of my best furniture pieces, though. <laughs> if we were to talk about accent pieces, different conversation. Well, Home Goods is owned by them as well. So. Exactly. Yeah. But I re- I respect myself in Home Goods. But if you would not do that for that, don't sit here now and be like, "You bitches can't even get Versace." It's the same it's shit, the same different thing. day. Yep. It's the same concept. Yep. So that's why I'm like my slight segue into what you're willing to do. Go to the parent company who owns it. People, yep. let's have a conversation. Get the stock in that parent company, not with the 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 rapper. Other, yeah, like I've yeah. always said, if you're gonna hoe hoe correctly, I don't <laughs> care about the player. Date the agent. Date the coach. Date the athletic. The, the no, nigga gotta, I know you is. You gotta date the owner. Thank you. The person <laughs> I know who is staying right. on the team. Okay. Right, right, right. Who was the um? She didn't get her for her credit. The one that uh blew the whistle on Don, the crazy one. Who? What team did he own? The Clippers. Yeah, yeah, That That delusional, yep. mm-hmm. uh, he was a good old racist. Look like at you. <laughs> He He's came from racist. a pure racist no, time in was, America. One of those Trump guys. And man. she was sitting there like, no, I hoe correctly. So she did say that. I've, I've been receiving yes. my bags, and, and the wife knew about me. Yep. This was not something where yep. I'm sitting here on getting casted on Love and Hip Hop. That feels like it was so long ago, but it really wasn't. Really does, yeah. Because it's always now. Every day there's a Takashi. Every day, and let me just get it back to him. Yep. It's cool being Bobby Schmurder until your ass go to jail. Hundred percent. But the thing is, is that you don't see that type of talent very often. So that's why I kind of am inclined to see what's going on. I pay attention to it, mm-hmm. but you know what it is. You're going to troll just to get the money. Those people are not going to um, last long. At all. Or They'll physically. Have... No, but... <laughs> like, I mean. You putting your life Rikers? Just... I would drink bleach before I had to go to Rikers. <laughs> like, I would take myself. Oh, no. I'm not built for that. Well, I heard he got jumped, too. You know how, like, they had a blurred out, the like, the slightly blurry bloodshot pictures. I'm like, that's not a tattoo. That looks like bruising. Yeah. That looks like your He's blood cells like coming to the surface and trying to regenerate because you just got your block knocked off. No. I mean, whatever you put into the world is going to get it right back. So if he wants to be negative and do all this crazy stuff and try to talk about... You know, different cities. He can go to any city and be this, you know, this thug type when he's only like five four, like a buck fifteen, and can't even get his hair color corrected. Like, hey man. But if we're speaking about trolls now, I will not name names just because of incriminating. uh... There's people Mm -hmm. who are rewarded for their trolling. Like who? Uh, The number is after four and before six. 
and then there's a zero behind it. But uh, I'm just saying, like, there there are people well, who have made he adopted him and then unadopted him. I don't know what that's about. He's just trying to stay relevant. Okay. He's really trying to stay relevant because you know, the music thing will always be there. He's made millions of dollars and sold millions of records. He's off that. Now he's on the TV. Now he's on the broadcasting because that's his niche. That champagne he has is some bullshit. If you look at the bottle, the the chest piece or whatever is an attachment to the bottle. And that shit can come right off. But he wants to sell it at a premium price like an Ace of Spade. Which is because it's not even good stuff like that. Take that out. What? No one says anymore. Oh, my apologies. You're fine. <laughs> I know you ain't know. Yeah, correct, correct. But I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so which is dumb even, as fuck. Even, even, you know, where my job is now, he used to be a part of one of the brands. Well, he still is for the remainder of 2019, not the 2020. He's no longer there. Right. But he had some issues with our company because he was trolling. So when he did the whole trolling in regards to the autistic person that was uh, online, we had a huge issue upon that. Right. Obviously, you know, we're an American brand and we stand for, you know what I'm saying, families and stuff like that and drinking responsibly, but... And the ADA would have lit into him. Correct. So Or into you all for not correct. taking a stance. Mm-hmm. So we, we had to cut some corners, but there wasn't a clause in his contract in regards to doing... That type of, you know, quote unquote trolling or communication. in trouble. So, (laughs) exactly. You ain't go through your own contract. So, he came, so, you know, he came back to us and was like, what are you talking about? I can do what I want. You know, there's no clause to tell you that, you know, I can't do this or release this material on social media. We had to bite the bullet. he was right. He was 110% right. So, it takes, you know, we had to take responsibility for that. And now we're even, you know, trying to have a a type of multicultural team where we understand the lineages of, you know, you know, creating content on social media within our uh, celebrity partnerships and making sure that there are clauses in there that, Hey, don't do no silly stuff like that. So, and I, I completely get that in respect. I think even before social media has mm-hmm. made that or made everyone within marketing or, you know, mm-hmm. within corporations hypersensitive to it because oh, now that? it's instantaneous. Yep. But even when I think about like just the traditional paparazzi culture before it now had like this permanent place to live on social media, that's always been a concern of brands. Like you, yes. I can't even begin to go over like how many meetings like I had to sit here and wait out as a producer before the strategists and the creative teams even got through deliberating on. Right. Should we take the risk on this person? Is this a good person to work with? Like, weighing all the scenarios. Are we sure they're not going to fuck up this time? Because once you have to now go into reaction mode, it's a it's a PR nightmare. It's a branding issue. It's just and a shit show. It is. Everybody is now frustrated and upset. And then on top of it, you didn't pay this person how much money? You're speaking on the whole 50 cent thing right now. <laughs> well, I, I mean, well, that's just one, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I have, I, that wasn't a part of that situation, but in no, general, but, like that is how it goes. And that's you how gotta, the whole cycle is to your point. Exactly. 100%. And then you just sitting there looking like, so we got to fix this for next time. So in regards to Takashi or just the whole troll atmosphere from a branding perspective, it's a double edged sword. 
it can be great in terms of the relevancy, but then it's like you got a bull in a china shop that you can't control. Yeah, there's no. There, there's Unless no you're the federal government. Let me stop smiling. Like, <laughs> I just. Whew, he gets on my nerve. Don't let it. Just, he won't for a while. Right, just, you are so silly. <laughs> you can't get frustrated with that stuff. It's just people are going to be who they are. And you just got to just be like, hey, you want to go and do that? Just learn the lessons that they they are doing Mm -hmm. meaning you know if you want to put all that negativity in the world and try to troll everybody and think you're going to get away with it this is a prime example to where you're not really that person that you're trying to think the public think that you are so not at all and the fact that he went up against chief keith that young man has scared me since 2005 (laughs) like you still bump don't like though see now i'm (laughs) conflicted because one of the best parts of the song is from someone who I really just want to smack silly. So it's just like, I listen up until, right, right. like, <laughs> I listen up until Pusha T's part's done. Then I let it fade out. Then I come back for Jadakiss' part. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not doing all that. And everyone knows the original is not as good as the remix. Which is typically how remixes go. Well, I was happy that they were able to... It was another visi- um, a visibility thing where you get some popular people on a record from, you know, one of the prints of, of Chicago and really get his name out there. That was the whole Big Bro Kanye thing. I know if he hadn't have been as high as I know he always is, when Jay-Z brought him up and ape shit, I know he would have cried. I don't <laughs> think he was able to because of all the narcotics, but... Yeah, you are silly. <laughs> I remember talking to his his publicist in regards to, you know, his whole situation. What a job that must be, but go ahead. I don't know. She was basically banging the manager. That's how she became a publicist. But that's another story. I, I think the thing for me is just like, we going to get to that for also your interview portion. Because okay. I'm like, we've always, you know, seen the, you know, do them to the top, you know, scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> If I didn't Definitely have morals can. or parents, just... I would be king of the world. <laughs> like, like seriously. So, so would you say that you know the model that your mother and father has influenced you? Fucked to be... my life up. Wow. <laughs> like, how did they fuck it up? Because every like, here's the thing: there are moments. It's just human nature at time to want. How are you interviewing me? But the point is, there's just moments at time where it's like. You do get impatient or you sit there and it's like you've invested in yourself and you're just like, I want the new Balenciagas that look like socks. I deserve <laughs> and it's just like, but I can't afford them just yet. And why can't I afford them? Because I'm investing in Joy Has Questions as well as paying my Comed bill as well as Instacarting or just getting fucking food on the table or sometimes eating at Ronnie's when I really wanted a Morton steak. So it's just like... Things oh, not like- Ronnie. So <laughs> Don't do it. I know, right? I Sad. would give you a couple dollars to go to Martin's, okay? So that's the thing that I'm just like, it's it's those moments that just make me go. And then social media makes it no better. Because it's like you go on the page and you're just like, look at this fat heifer. Just her lace fronts askew. She acted <laughs> fucking fool. And she got all this clout for no, has no work ethic behind it. It seemingly just looks like it fell in her lap because right. she took the easy street. And now she's considered a pillar in 
quote unquote the culture. So I think it's mm-hmm. times that 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 is I really just have to dig in and run my race. Yeah. But there are moments where I'm just like, thanks Tom and Linda for teaching me that if I don't align myself with this super rich successful man for mm-hmm. access and just let him objectify me real quick. <laughs> That I can't, that I too can have a nice downtown Atlanta condo. No, you, the thing is you're investing in the future to where you're going to be buying plenty of red bottoms. I better be able to. No, you will (laughs) be. Because this is a passion and then you're doing it correctly already to where you're going to feel better about it in the long run. So you just got to remember that. At least I won't have to pay for therapy. (laughs) I don't have to like have someone hypnotize me into forgetting about all the men I had to get horizontal with. That's fine. To get backstage. Hey, but. But no shade. Also, (laughs) no shade. I was about to say you can't knock the hustle. No, and truly I can't because they got it and they're just like, well, girl, my moral code doesn't say that. And I would never be like, well, that's wrong. I'm not about the elitist bullshit. Right. I get it. But. Damn. So, moving into someone who I think represents that perfectly, um, ironically enough, a woman by the name of Black China is selling white cream to Africans. Um, this came out yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. I- <laughs> like, I, 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 I didn't read exactly what it was, so I'm happy that you're sharing this story with me because I didn't get it. I'm really like, she's 200- selling, but she's just getting a check. For a, That's what a, it sounds like. Yeah. So she definitely acknowledged that she was just, she knew preemptively. She put it up there, the endorsement, and disabled the comments. Because she knew people were going to light into her. But she explained that White Alicious Skin Bleaching Cream. That's the name of it? White Alicious Skin Bleaching Cream reached out to her. And for, I haven't found, and I scoured, I haven't found on any like news media sources how big the check was. But for her to endure or to even think like she would be okay with putting up with the time. She know everybody mm-hmm. going to come for her right. about this. Like it better. There had to be a whole bunch of zeros involved. Um, it's $250 a jar. And she's doing like some white worldwide promo to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. We all know that colorism is real in our community. We all see Jamaica just that place is it fda approved i'm just asking no okay this is get a check approved got it like this is this ain't got this ain't of god this ain't got no type this ain't of, of god <laughs> this ain't got no type of medical right, right. clearance um now i'm pretty sure like if you haven't dealt with her you've dealt with female influencers Correct. of her caliber what is wrong with like is there a level that even you as a marketer just go, okay, y'all, we've got to have a come to Jesus moment. Or it's just like, let her live. Here, here's the thing. Like, greed conquers all, right? Unfortunately. So, in Black China's case, how is she really getting money? She's on Instagram, and that's exactly basically how she gets her money. Besides from the Kardashians. Because she got the baby. But I thought that whole thing was like, he really, he's challenging her on that. Because he was like, she, at this point, she making more than him. I don't know the but validity. Still, but you but. know, it's just, that's how she gets her money. That's the only way that she can. And if somebody comes with you with a quarter million dollars to say, push my product, why not? There are influencers or social media mavens, whatever you want to call them, that will take a product that they don't even like. I've seen that, yeah. And push it. And it's not organic. 
I mean, I've dealt with like a lot of folks, DJs, celebrities. If they're pushing, you know, if they have a love for Hennessy, not even getting endorsed by them, I'm not going to put them on a Cavassier campaign. I'm not doing that because it's not organic. They may have the top notch, you know, followers, engagements, everything from a social media perspective, very popular within, you know, the nightlife or mm-hmm. or whatnot. But I'm not doing that. And, you know, I've had friends that were really mad at me that I couldn't that I would not endorse them with our product. Like, I'm not going to do that. Cause like your whole organic, organic page, so, sis, sis, right. the rock. Are you insane? No, right. you ain't. I ain't putting an effing bottle in your hand. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's funny because I could I'll share this story because care less about this person so all right well <laughs> I, I remember i remember we took a a, a meeting with drea michelle so she's been in ciroc ads and you know she's always getting you know plussed up with diddy i thought and she was like, a ciroc girl that's my point you've seen her in advertising for that but she ended up walking away from that brand because of whatever reason but we had a meeting with her in regards to effing and she said I'm like, I told her about the campaign idea. So she's like, you need to bump all those other people out and just, you know, put me in the forefront. I'm like, no. You used to be a Ciroc girl and, you know, Diddy always, you know, compliments you because you're not ugly. Um, but that's not an organic situation for me. Like if you want to, you know, if we want to do a dinner, you know, for your birthday or something, because now we have a relationship you know, a business relationship, excuse me, um, then yes, I'll definitely, you know, support you. Let's just keep in touch, you know, that type of ordeal. And so we did an event um, in Miami for our Basel last year where it was supposed to be a sit-down dinner because that was part of our strategy where we do these exclusive dinners with high-level celebrities. Oh, and, like how Erica Min always has her birthday, like, sponsor. Oh, the sponsor Yeah, she dinners. just did that with, with Delion. Shout out to Chris. Um, she came in. She said, hey, I'm going to be doing this dinner during our Basel. Had a little bit of budget left. Talked to the Miami team. Bam. It was done. They said, I need names because we want to do placards for the actual um, table. The table. Next thing you know, I walk in there. I'm excited. I'm with, you know, some key people from Miami, key people from our headquarters here. Your your bosses, like people that, or at least people you have to keep happy. Yes, correct. And so we did it at STK come in there it was a little foyer area where it was a bar so we were just waiting because we were the first ones there had our cocktails there had the I menu where this disaster is going so she had an ice sculpture and the ice sculpture said you know um what's the name of her bikini line mint swim mint swim so i was like okay I was like where's my logo logo wasn't on there she wasn't there i'm like whatever it's gonna be a good night we're gonna stay positive art Basel is one of the best experiences that you can do if you ever can go out there, please, please, please do that. I'm the first so weekend of December is very, very fun. Then, you know, she comes in. She has a videographer and photographer, which happens to be her best friend. But we paid for that. I'm like, this was the chick that was in Chicago with us actually partying. I didn't know she was a photographer. She did some terrible photos. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to trip over that. It's going to be a good night. And then adjacent to that actual foyer area, you saw where the dinner was being set up okay looks very intimate looks good it's going to be a good look for the brand our you know our branded partners is going to be happy everything's going to be cool so then they start serving food in this foyer area with high boys 
I'm like, okay, just a little something before we actually go into the room and actually get to eat and all that. Because I told her, like, don't, do not go eat dinner because we're going to Oh, no, and, and you got me hungry, too. Exactly. When so, I could have went on Biscayne so Boulevard wait, wait, wait. for pie. So then, you know, we're getting these little bites or whatever. You see uh, Mr. Ruggs from Atlanta, who's the Ducey influencer. Um, very plugged with Rock Nation or whatnot. And some other key players, some people from um, one of those... Um, reality shows that I forgot. I think it comes on Bravo. Might have been a real Housewives or something. So we're in there. So she started taking pictures. So I'm like, so when's the dinner? They're like, oh, this is it. You a lie. When have I ever lied to you? That is a Caucasian lie. You did not. Nope. <laughs> so because I saw other people going into that room, I'm like, who are those people? That's Why our, am I not at that's that our dinner? Room. <laughs> like, I'm hungry. <laughs> so, did you find out? I'm petty. I'd have been like, no, for real, who are you? Because no, 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 I no, no. clearly need to I, no, 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 be here. No, oh, no, okay. Because no. remember, we're still in... No, the, it was basically a cocktail hour. It wasn't a dinner. So it was after that, yes, laughed very hysterically because I was I was pissed. Like, well, pissed off. It's like... the two, carry the one. Right. It's <laughs> like... like I just spent X amount of dollars on a on on some little sliders and some salad, like no, and that's what I'm saying. It, what sometimes was, people try to ch- chase the check. What was and the you, team reasoning? But like what? Oh, I told our senior v or our, our vice president. I said, "Don't come. Like, do not come because they're having some." I had to make up something because this was unacceptable. But I, I'm okay. Cool that you at least had the forewithal to be like, let me Mm-mm. not make this, not you know, disaster any worse. But I mean, from the perspective of, I know you clearly had to have a level set with her team and just be like, what in the black hell is this? Oh no, no, no! You you keep it professional. Okay. You keep it professional. It's like, okay, this is it. All right. You will never get another dollar from me ever, like ever, because this is an embarrassment. You tell me. Oh, we gonna have place cards and all this other stuff. I'm giving you information, logos to make this thing come to life, and then you do this. Oh, you just wanted to come to Art Basel for free. That's what that was. Wow, that's. I guess the thing is, people also need to think about long ball. But what I have found within this industry is people have absolutely no problem. Um, half-assing or just yep. sliding people in order to get what they want. So I oh. definitely understand like the importance of protect, like you can't associate with everybody or I don't give a fuck what your name is yeah. or how many followers you have because that doesn't necessarily translate into like good character or just common sense. Um, because for me, common sense would say, let me keep this person. And even just looking at you in the sense of like, let me stay on this person's good side because no matter what company they're working for, they always seem to bounce back with some sort of partnership or brand execution or, you know, marketing. So, and she could have just told me like, yo, we couldn't get the room, but I don't want to embarrass you. I want to level set you on exactly what's about to take place. I would have been fine with that. She was ecstatic. Wasn't she? She was, she was chilling and she was having a ball. Had our people, you know, even our Cavassier influencer, Brooke Mackey, came down. Shout out to her. And, you know, she was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, she talking like, what is this? I was like, yeah. She's I'm, like, a, I'm a little bit pissed off, but we're going so to. So we continue. all standing? Is this- Ex- that's it, the exact <laughs> way. We were like, 
So, okay, this is how we're going to do this? Okay. I literally would have been dropping pins everywhere. Where is there an event with chairs? Please let me know. <laughs> See, and that's what I'm saying. You just have to don't blow up because people, you know, they were engaged and everything mm-hmm. and just having a good time. It's like you don't want to blow up in front of people or things of that such ever. Keep the professionalism, you know, either curse them out afterwards or more. The better solution is to not give them any more money. True. And that's exactly where it's like. Because that's a long term. 110%. Con- uh, consequence. 110%. I can be mad and have the temporary satisfaction. But then also, like you said, you had senior level executives that were also at Art Basel for mm-hmm. more networking and yep. blowing out bigger strategies for net. By the time you get to Art Basel, you're just looking for people to connect with to do shit with next year. Yep. So I understand, like, even from an influencer perspective, why it makes a really big. It's a really good idea to try and be down there, but also at the same time, it's just like people, I think, forget everything that's a fun-based event is not fun. And and with people, the facade of Art Basel now, because I, I went I went four straight years, I took a year off, and then I went last year. I know, it's trash now. Because it's supposed it's to be about... It's not authentic anymore. It, it's not authentic anymore in regards to the arts. You know, you have, you know... Brands that are just slapping their names on mm-hmm. different exhibits and Red partnering with them, but I, I like I like what Red Bull has done is that they go to the Winwood um, district, Our district yep. which is you know across the bridge uh, from Miami Beach because the Miami Beach you know Art Basel scene is super bougie, but I, don't, I wouldn't even call it bougie. It's for your your authentic, real art curators, buyers, and art enthusiasts. They are there, but more. Graffiti art, more of the street art. You're on the Windwood side. It's more of a party atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. So they're trying even, and I'll show you a photo of this. The W on on South Beach. Mm-hmm. How much you think it costs a night for a regular room? Are we talking about our Basel week prices? Our Basel weekend prices for a regular room. The weekend probably runs like what four Gs five. $2,200 right now okay. for a regular room at the W. So the weekend was... St- okay, so I was still low. The weekend would yeah. probably be like 6500 yeah. 7000 And then you got the fees and taxes on. It's about eight grand. My simple ass just was at the Eden Rock. Keep it calm. And the Eden Rock is the absolute best hotel in Miami Beach. It is. It really which is. is why everyone... We are complete. But that's why it always... No, it's true. This is what I always say. People look at Flash. People yep. look, oh, the Fontainebleau and that's the I was about live. to get into that. No, Eden Rock. I stayed. Whenever I went to my, it is, I'm only staying at the Eden Rock. Correct. And then I will take that nice little Uber down to down, Ocean you know, Drive. Biscayne and Ocean Drive and everything else. But the Eden Rock is the best hotel the in best Miami. One. And it, the facade of live and being at that hotel. Fake ass rich people. 110%. And the rooms are trash. The rooms are trash because all the money is going to the basement. Yeah, where... and, and it makes and it, and it makes total sense. And now you got you know Nobu has partnered partnered with Eden Rock. Really? Yeah, because Nobu's inside of Eden Rock now. Stop it! Yes. <laughs> Shut Somebody, up. Somebody's trying to convince me to go to Art Basel. I'm still undecided. I need to make a decision quick. We do have an event there, but oh, but you don't have to I necessarily have to touch it. Mm-mm. See, that's the thing. I feel like the window for me to go and truly enjoy it was a couple of years ago. And now if I would be going down there, it would... You still can enjoy it. You still can enjoy it. I mean... 110%. I'll definitely put that as a goal for maybe JHQ 
you know jhq oh yes i'm sorry (gasps) take that out the show no (laughs) keep it in (laughs) like how dare you we're drinking damn it sorry Um, um but no i'll definitely keep that in mind and then just even wrapping up with the whole black china situation i just like not all money is good money but I think I also it's a matter of when you put yourself in a certain position that it's like you have to keep up the facade or, you know. Also, I think people forget, like, she has come from nothing. She has a mother. Like, everyone is always having their hand out for her. And, like, she always has had, I feel, the mentality of, I'm going to make it come hell or high water. And I don't give a fuck what I have to do, but I will not feel like, you know, a nobody. And so I think that's something at the root of it that you have to take into consideration. Like, there's no reason why Mark, Matt Barnes should say something, you know, in solidarity with her baby dad. And now she runs outside into the foyer to show all of her her cars or the house that she has. I'm just like, Mark, Matt Barnes could say whatever. And I'd be like, go with God, sis, because I'm still going to live my life. Here's one more thing about Black China. What do you think is the number one thing that you know, artists or celebrities want more the than high anything. video girl, the high girl. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about from an artist perspective, like or celebrities or influencers. Oh, what's they the want number one? What's the number thing. one thing? They want the love. Yes. The, love will always conquer everything over the money. Mm-hmm. So if she's feeling that love and that support in regards to whatever she has going she's on, going to keep doing she's it. going to keep doing it because. We, as the public, we're encouraging her to do this. Right. So it's like, she don't feel like nothing's wrong with it. She's like, okay, people like it. I'm getting a good response from it. And I'm getting a check. I'm moving forward with it. Or and even that if she gets a, a negative response for it, it's like, now at this point, the check is overriding exactly. everything it's like, else. You, and that's what you call, that's what they call, that's just a hater. Right. And no, realistically, you're a dummy. I really, that's what I also wanted to talk to you about because Mm -hmm. that's something that our generation cannot tell the difference between constructive criticism and hating. Just because I had, and that's the thing, like, I would never be able, like, I would hate for someone to be like, Joy, we want you to listen to Nicki Minaj's album. I would just be like, I'll pass because I'm like, I don't want the headache that is going to come with her throwing a temper tantrum Mm -hmm. to being like, your shit is mediocre. And don't even get me started on the last one. I'm like, even looking at the album cover, it's called Queen, but you're pulling from Hellenistic period. I'm like, this is not like what, what century were you in? I didn't even understand the concept. Like you just want a titty rhinestones and like a head, a head scarf or whatever. But that's the thing. Like everyone gets into their feelings and then wants to sit here and have like, are you hating? I've done this. I've done that. Or using my album sales as like validation for what makes them the best. And I'm just like, even when I look at hip hop culture, mm-hmm. MC Hammer got laughed out the industry and he was the biggest selling you quote so unquote. Silly. But that's the thing. He got laughed out. The, I watched the VH1 movie. We all saw the Jeez, same you know, shit. The <laughs> like, he was at his concert doing too legit to quit and the security guard was like, look at this. This nigga like got all these white kids at the at the concert and it was completely taboo. It didn't matter that he went to death row. Nothing could save his career because he did not have quote unquote realness anymore. Correct. Now, if you flip the script, who the fuck is showing up to Nikki's concerts? Who the hell is going to Lil Wayne's? Like, yes, they still quote unquote pull the culture. 
But a lot of their shit is a bunch of teenage suburban white kids that want to feel like they black kids. But Lil Wayne has already put his stamp on. On the coat. Right. So it doesn't matter. He can skateboard. He can be an alien. He can do whatever. But he can be the weirdo that he can because he's already paid his dues and did what he's done. It's, It's very encouraging to see exactly how he went off for five years without an album. And the people still followed him and made him who he still is today. True. After releasing the Carter Five. And but they went and bought that thing. They did made not him care. number one. Right. Made him number one. Like that you you can't Takashi Six Nine couldn't do that. Hell no, because he's too microwavable. But I think also even with Wayne, like he may not get like this is what I know if there's nothing else. Little Wayne truly he's too high to give a fuck about his critics. But Past that, he does not care about the naysayers. But one thing I can respect about him is if someone wanted to critique his work, Mm -hmm. he would still be open to it. Now, he might say, fuck him. He might hear him out. But he still would be open to it. Our generation, or I should say a lot of celebrities, the Nicki Minaj's, the, the Trey songs, the Drake, like they get all in their feelings and can't even take constructive criticism, even when shit doesn't necessarily <laughs> sound good. Right. And you can fight your mom. Starships is trash. Whenever she goes into that Roman reloaded <laughs> British voice, it's garbage. <laughs> right. And I'm like, and you sound like you're having a psychotic break. So I'm just like, let her live. She's living, but that's what I'm saying. I'm about like, to say that's the personality that that's a quote-unquote alter ego that attracts her it may not be popular here but that's kind of embracing the european fan base so then it's broadening her reach to actually you know keep herself you know updated within that culture as well well i wish she would realize that and remember that when she wants to now tear down the castle that she's built oh my god it's just lyrics leave it alone words mean (laughs) leave it alone like say what you want but words mean things i got you you don't see Lil' Kim out here throwing temper tantrums. Well, she can't even correct her nose, so it is what it is. You leave Kimberly alone. <laughs> I didn't, because she's about to drop a hot-ass remix with Mariah Carey. Another has-been that was never a has-been, but the kids made her a has-been. Just the stupidity. How the fuck no, you call I, I Ariana Grande the new Mariah? Like, Mariah's dead. No, nah, no, nah, you can't do that. Disrespectful-ass kids. Because Mar- Mariah has one of the most unique voices in history of music. She is still, this is what is so hilarious. No shade to Beyonce. Beyonce has to Nope, nope. I don't don't want to be a part. Hey, hey, the Beehive, I have nothing to do with this. No, this is. That's all I'm saying. This is not shade at all. All right. This is the point I'm making. Beyonce has to sing, dance, damn near break up with her husband, have twins, do all this extra shit. And she is still one of the greats. Mm-hmm. She still is working to break Mariah Carey's records. And Mariah Carey will walk out onto a stage and literally tell the audience to sing her shit. And they will do it. But her last album was a dud. Glitter just went, what, triple platinum or what? And that that was the worst no, no, we talk- Mariah Carey moment we're ever. We're talking about now. The, wait, the caution? Yeah. Is a dud? Dud. Like it didn't duh, sell. Dud. Here's the thing. <laughs> Albums Stick are, up for your Mariah. Go I ahead. will. Now and I I'm not a lamb chop. But, <laughs> but I oh, will. that's her fan base? The lamb they're, chops? They're lambs. 
she literally Lord. calls them wamps. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here! Right? I'm like, what the hell? I'm gonna be Chicago. Get that goof ass shit out of here. <laughs> get your face ass. Get your face ass. <laughs> oh, Sherry Lewis loving that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the thing about it is... Tony Perry class. <laughs> 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 Tony Perry look like a lamb chop. <laughs> With a little short exactly. salt pepper fro. <laughs> God, if she's made bear, I'm a laugh. <laughs> soda texting didn't work face ass. Out she, you taxing soda. <laughs> you out here. I don't see nobody taxing them men's warehouse. You gonna like the way you look at suits. You was rolling up into the city council with... Uh, oh, she got him on nerve. <laughs> I digress. The point with Mariah Carey is like, even with her, her duds are still what people aspire to. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people still hoping right. that they can do what she's done. And a no no, or whatever, she also needs to work on her titles as a plate. I'm like, a no no? Like, I'm confused. She's trying, to, she's trying to stay hip with the culture. That's all that Girl, is. Girl, just sleep with your fine ass Japanese dancer and call it a day. Like, hey. His ting ting may be a little ting ting because it doesn't Japanese. matter. But her cash is long, and she can swap them out like she does Manolo's. And on top of everything else, when you can sit here and sue a person for inconveniencing you, yeah, that's true. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, also because none of the dudes I dated have anything worth suing. So it's just like, well, that's your problem. Yeah. No, no, it was because I was the idiot going. They're a good person. Fuck that. They have ambition. They have potential. Fuck potential. Mariah Carey is like, I will still sue you for your potential. Mm. He had her on yachts, rings, and I still don't think she gave a ring back. And she broke up with him and had a whole show to set that up. She's the blueprint. She's the model. And I'm waiting on this remix between her, Cardi B, and Lil' Kim with Bated Breath. And I really hope that don't come to life. Are you serious? Don't do that. Nobody cares for Mariah. It's all right. I'm coming for your whole life. I know. <laughs> Blank stare, wink, wink. I almost said something about them powder puff girls. You be around. Take that out the show, but I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm saying for me. I'm oh, like, <laughs> I'm like, but I'm sitting there going like, <clears throat> no one says anything about your step and repeat fan base. I don't have a fan base at all. Whatever. That ass. Shut up, Howard. Anyhow. Well, 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 look who decided to finally bring herself to Chicago. Summer is here, guys. Mother Nature finally decided to let all of us see sunlight, and I am here for it. So best believe I'm going to be at somebody's kickback all June, July, August, and possibly a little bit of September. You know that first month always be popping with some Cavassier VSOP, the only drink that is worth drinking for summertime to get it in. I hope you're doing the same, and let's get it back with Joy Has Questions. So, this is my favorite part. Y'all oh, already Lord. know. So, I have a question. You have questions. That's the I name do. Of the I show. have several, actually, in fact. So, um, and this, if anyone's listening for the episode today, um, I know you probably hear us like laughing and joking with each other. Obviously, we have a personal relationship, but for real, take away some keys here in the sense of like, what an experiential marketer is like if you all yourself are looking for like brand partnerships sponsorships um being taken seriously as an influencer as a business entrepreneur because this is a a great opportunity to to you know at least hear from somebody who number one has been in the game for multiple years and then also 
knows what the fuck he's talking about. Not all veterans are knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. There's just some people that are veterans just because they were in the right places at the right time and still don't know what the fuck to do. Um, you can't knock them for being in the right place from the right time, but to your point. Yeah, that, no, that's a skill as well, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'm like... It's much harder, I feel, in long term to sustain than when you just actually like learned and did the due diligence. We've all been at events yeah. that it's just like people are running it, but someone else is necessarily getting the credit. That's all it meant. Right. Gotcha. Um, so starting off with you, um, what in the hell, like to me, experiential marketing, number one, is nothing that people would readily know what that is. Correct. Um. So I don't think you woke up one day at like five and was like, I want to be an experiential marketer, mommy. (laughs) How did did you even stumble into this or get interested in Mm -hmm. it? So I'm a graduate of Columbia College, Chicago, which at the time was the number two liberal arts college in the nation behind NYU. So I went into college. Well, first I went to Northern Illinois doing computer programming. Kid. Clearly yep. didn't pan I, out. I was no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm good. No, listen, because my senior year, one homecoming king, was running track, all state, having a good time. But my favorite class was computer programming, and I was like, because I, I I had did science Olympiad and things, because I always had a a a, a, a interest in science. That's why I'm a weather geek now. So, because I'm going tornado chasing before I die. But anyway. Really? We all saw how Twister ended for the bad group. <laughs> Listen. That's why you don't need and to be all bullshit. See, it's even that. Just get <laughs> so an F5 tornado and a belt and a, a, a stump pump saved y'all. 110%. Okay. That's not going. It's called God. Because God oh, steered, okay. it, steered that way. God saved Dorothy. Won't he do it? Okay. Well, you go chase you tornadoes. You see Toto. What, what, that was the name of the dog, Toto? That was no, it wasn't Toto. That was um, the name of one of the machines. It was yeah. Dorothy One, Dorothy yeah, Two. Yeah, you are right. I watched that too many times. <laughs> so I was doing computer programming my senior year. I was like, I'm going to do this. I was so happy. Went to Northern, got accepted. Everything we learned in high school, we learned the first two weeks in college. I even tried to cheat and get the little floppy disk back in the day. From people who had taken that class, and I still was getting the code wrong. I'm sitting up for hours looking at code, and the only thing that I may have missed was either a letter or a period. I'm like, I'm not doing this shit the rest of my life. <laughs> so I left Northern. I went to a community college, um, Perry State College, just to get some prerequisites mm-hmm. um, done. Was already accepted into Columbia, and I had already, God had already given me the gift of of marketing because as I sat back and took a look at, you know, exactly what my interests were, I looked at, I've already been doing events because I was, I was considered a quote unquote jock because of me and my friends, because we were always the captains of the team. We always did the cool parties and, you know, we were doing these underage drinking events and all this good stuff. And then also... Like, CDs used to come out, I believe, on Tuesday. That's when CD re- releases were before Napster. Well, that was around the era of Napster and things of that such. So, my friend, my good, my best friend, lived up north, and he knew a retailer that would allow him to have the CDs like that Friday before. 
So on Monday, we're burning CDs. We're like, yo, I got that new Missy. I got that new Timberland. I got that new Jay-Z. And we're selling them for $10. Like, get it beforehand. Everyone had the CD burner person. Yes, yes. So we were doing that. We were selling M&M. So it was always, I was always the person that was always marketing something. I was like, hmm. Then I also had a love and passion for, for music. Whether it's me singing in the choir or, you know, directing in the choir or playing around with the piano. I was like, oh, I really love exactly... But I don't want to be in the forefront of it. What can I do, you know, in music, but not be like that person that's going to be in the limelight all the time? Right. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. So I got an interest into, you know, just doing marketing. Um, My degree is in entertainment marketing and a minor in marketing communications because I wasn't going to be stupid. I saw the trending, the trends of music where it was declining in sales Mm -hmm. because of technology. So I did marketing communications as a minor because I can either go into entertainment marketing or I can also have that corporate arm. If you want to say that. Correct. So I had literally completed everything within, you know, my senior year at Columbia. And remember Mike Jones? Who? Mike Jones. (laughs) So he came, he came to our school. Um, the Warner Brothers rep was like, hey, I need to put this event together within 48 hours. I want to do a meet and greet. I want to have food. I just want to make sure the whole school comes out. We literally parked his huge wrapped tour bus in front of one of the main buildings. So everybody's like, what's going on? <laughs> How is this happening? Oh, Mike Jones is at the school. And I, I still feel very, very disrespected <laughs> to this day. I knew we were going to be on the front page of the paper, of the Columbia paper. Mm-hmm. But the only reason we wasn't was because our shitty-ass president did a speech about something that nobody cared about. And, and I was so mad. And they put that. I was like, you know what? Fuck the editor-in-chief back in 07, okay? Because y'all should have put... My shit in there. I'm just playing. We deserved <laughs> to get our ink. But no, nah, I'm just playing. But no, nah, I, I was. I, I'm still salty. I'm like, man, we almost made the front page. But um, the record rep at the time, she loved exactly how I put everything together so fast. Was able to do a meet and greet. People won tickets to his concert that day, and it was like the talk of the whole South Loop area at the moment. At that moment, I should right. say. Rapper, what's going on? And, no, they were like, Yeah, we know who Mike Jones is. Right. I'm gonna call his phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, after that, she's like, Yo, I really like how you did everything. I want to put you on a time joining cruise. Um, you the first couple of years, you'll be a volunteer, but you'll be running, you'll be doing events for me. I'm like, Perfect. Who want to see your auntie, you know what I'm saying, you know, twerking on, on the bar because I mean, with- and look, a free lobster bar is still a free lobster bar, yeah, like- yeah but. They put the lobster bar on every part of their body because they get to get loose and not have to worry about nobody, um, nobody's kids or their husband or wives. You want to hear it? Ever want to envision lobster in that way? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, there have been some things that I've seen. I'm looking like, oh, it's like your aunties and your and your, and your cousins back in college. I, I swear to goodness, because they're theme nights every night and all that. Literally, we work twenty hours. A day in that thing. Ooh. 
because literally we have an 8 a.m. meeting every day. And this event, 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 event the night party, the night theme party, because they'll have like Toga Night, White Night, you know, things of that sort. What such. the hell was Tom doing this whole time? Just chilling? No, Tom oh. was working and meeting, and literally you can touch any celebrity that is there. Okay. Like you are literally in touch with them. I even took my mom and my aunt one year where I told the staff, I said, hey, my mother should not be waiting in any lines. Whatever she's trying to get into, grab her and kindly place her inside of whatever she's trying to do. Right. And it was a perfect situation. But I did that for like seven years. Wow. But I also was working with an entertainment marketing company called Shroot Marketing. Uh-huh. Um, and I also was working for Red Bull. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I was on the mobile energy team. That's cool to see their yep. ascension, though. So you definitely mm-hmm. got to see them during a different phase of their branding. Correct. No, 100%. Even with their events and stuff like that, they're still a very innovative brand that's, you know, world-renowned, you know. Mm-hmm. So after that, um, after my stint there, because, you know, after two years, they started paying me every year to basically be a second-in-command to the director of events. Dope. So I had my own team. We did these events and... I'm still working, you know, at Shrew Marketing and also working with Red Bull. And then when, once it got a little bit overwhelming, I was like, okay, Red Bull, I'm tired of passing out cans of... But it was the easiest, like, $40 an hour you can ever make. 40 an hour? It's 40 an Them hour. Them girls have you riding around in little Mini Coopers? Like- I don't know. I don't know. I don't oh, know what okay. that pay is now. <laughs> but when I was around and in college, $40 an hour. Could have been a real girl. And then, you know, I was still... You know, a mobile sh- bottle service? Check? Yeah. Fine. Yep. And then with Shrewd Marketing, to kind of um, piggyback, I was... I interned for a couple of years, and then I essentially became the rep for numerous labels and brands. Mm-hmm. So, the Chicago market manager for, like, Def Jam, Interscope, um, Rockefeller at the time, even though that was, they were an extension of Def, um, Jam. Def Jam, um, Warner Brothers Records. You know, I was working records... Because that's all adjacent to nightlife, music, yeah. brandy, yeah, yeah, yeah. liquor, mm-hmm. all of that goes hand in hand with one another. A hundred percent. So, you know, and even just touching those key influencers and tastemakers and and DJs, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly why it's like, yo, yeah, we know who Howard is. And we saw him come from the ground up and right. doing things like that. You ain't slanging lobster butter no more. No, no <laughs> not at all. Gotcha. And then essentially, you know, it was, I really wanted a change. And I was just like, I'm tired of doing promotions and putting up poster boards up for Buster Rhymes and stuff. So I was just, I was just sick of doing that. I'm like, I know my worth. I know mm-hmm. exactly what it is. And then literally got a call from, <laughs> shout out to Ronnie Jackson uh, from Common Ground. And she literally was like, hey, I, um, I have an opportunity for you because at the time, Shrew Marketing was just basically working the door for like Mikau Liquors. Oh, wow. It was like, I forgot. It was a brandy. It was terrible, but it had a panther on the front. And I remember, shout out to Mark Glanville because he was making sure that, you know, all of us were, you know, on point during that. But all we were doing was working the door. All right. Because um, we did a really cool event with The Roots, which was really cool. So she's like, hey, um, I have this opportunity for you. I want you to work this um, campaign called Stand Up is Miller Time. And that was my first introduction into advertising and experiential marketing. Because I didn't, I'm like, okay, I'm doing events. You know, but she really gave me the keys to where 
I need to understand exactly what experience, experiential marketing was. Cause, Which is, like, how would you, mm-hmm, if you yep. had the elevator pitch, like, what separates it from, like, I'm a party promoter? So, so I'm, I'm glad you say that. Doing events and doing experiential marketing is totally different. Doing an event, you try to find a host, a cool DJ, an event, and that's all you care about. And you're like trying to get revenue. Correct. With experiential mar- marketing, you're trying to create a one-on-one connection with the consumer to a brand or service. That's basically what it is. So we're in, so with experiential marketing, you want to touch all five phases of your senses. So, you know, obviously you want good music. The vibe. You want to have a, a good feel in regards to how the experience is connecting the brand and the consumer need. Because it has to be a need or want with that actual consumer that attracts them to a particular brand. So some people may love Ciroc because they see it. So it's an emotional connection because they love Diddy. Mm -hmm. And be like, hey, I'm going to try that new Ciroc VS because of that. And that's why you have celebrity endorsers for these products. Because you're essentially bringing them to that actual product. So once I got introduced to that, I did the stand-up is Miller time. Um... Comedy competition, which is still to date my favorite one, and shout out to Michael Barclay because um, Barclay, <laughs> we actually won our first experiential marketing award for that campaign. And that award, I honestly forgot. All right, it, it's well, that it, it's it close, is at my house though. Close in your heart, no, yeah, no yeah. it is. It, it's at my house though because he actually let me keep that award. Oh, that was yeah. super sweet mm-hmm. of him. Yep, yep. So, I wouldn't have been that nice. I'm like, you can visit it. You know oh. what? I have to backtrack and say that was not, that was the first, but he gave me the award for the Bombay Sapphire Artisan Series that we won. And that was for the- What year was that? 2009, I want to say. Okay, I got you. I yeah. was like, I worked on it. I was like, I yeah. worked on it years mm-hmm. after. Okay, got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we- <laughs> It was a tough thing because, you know, we actually have six experiential marketing awards on our belt. Wow. Um, that me and him either led or co-led for the actual. Um, that, Which also helps your net worth. It, it, it 110% does because now um, being a being a portfolio specialist for Beam Centauri, you know, it's essentially Beam Centauri has never went after the multicultural market. So, Just so people know, when you say Beam Santori, because also, like, yes, we were making jokes earlier about, like, Michael Kors and Versace. Right, right. He, yeah, no one understands Beam Santori. So yep. who are they? So Beam Santori has a portfolio of brands. So F and Vodka, Cavassier, Maker's Mark, Basil Hayden, Knob Creek, Lafroig. They do Knob Creek? Yeah. Hey, so you know what it is. Okay, no. I so, yeah. so just to name a few of our brands, and then we have like Japanese whiskeys, and we have a new Japanese vodka coming out. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of, the only thing that we don't have is wine and champagne. But, you know, for next year, Cavassier will be partnering with Bel Air, um, which really appeases the multicultural consumer with all of their celebrity endorsements, like Ray Schmurter, Rick Ross, obviously DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be utilizing those relationships. Um, just so you deal with like top tier influencers. Um, like at yes. this point in your career, you can. Yes. Yeah, you can. <laughs> we do, and then you know that's the influencer stuff is led by you know an agency on record that we have. So right. Yep. And that's you even bring up a really good point. Like people always, obviously, they think of brands that you're like, oh, Nike, Ciroc, uh 
Birkin or, you know, Range Rover. And these are super valuable or I should say reputable brands. But it's deeper than just knowing like what their common name is. Because right. if you go and do your detailed research, the Beam Sam Tories, the Michael Kors of City, mm-hmm. like or the parent companies, the Viacoms, which are you yeah, know, that's MTV VH1, MTV, VH1 yeah. and yep. as well um, as MTV yep. um, or BET, I should say. Those are, is where that is where the true power lies yeah. to a certain extent because everything else is coming from that one stream, you yeah, know, and it's being branched out. Yeah, because it's, it's very fortunate that our office, our headquarters is here. Mm. That's why it's very difficult for me to even think about moving, you know, because you're right there in front of everybody. And Chicago is a huge. Our nightlife may not be like that of like a Miami or Vegas or everything is staying open till like six seven o'clock in the morning. But this is a true culinary city. Like, even if mm-hmm. it wasn't based on them finally trying to branch out into the multicultural um, lane, which I find shocking, especially saying, okay, I get it. But it still is just like, have you not seen who is buying liquor? Like, yeah. even when you came, and last week I had um, Alexis Brown, who is the founder of Causing a Stir. I know Alexis. Oh. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh. Yeah, so continue so the liquor I just, vibe. Alexis, I want you to know that I feel honored that I can sit on a pedestal like you and be on this show. Just, you know, you the homie. Shut up. I mean, not to Alexis, you. <laughs> um, but no, even in regards to that, she made an excellent point. She was like, these white kids are not buying bottles. She was like, they're going to the Slippery Slopes, the East Road. You know, these yeah. local places are getting shots. She was, to a certain extent. She was mm-hmm. like, whereas with our culture, she was like, we will buy the bottles. We will kind of at times like support that that allure or what makes nightlife, I guess, sexy. Unless so you did, disagree. No, no, no. I agree. Uh-huh. But we buy bottles. Why? Because we want the, I don't want to say necessarily the illusion, but it's the fact that we want others to see us buying bottles. And what did I talk about earlier? Oh, it's definitely based you on love, love. validation. Right, validation. Yep, love, validation, and honestly... A lot of males do it for the P-U-S-S-Y. That as well. Because think of it this way. There's nothing that's being sold. None of the brands that you mentioned Mm -hmm. are so exclusive to the point that I can't find them at a Benny's or a Jewel Osco Mm -hmm. or wherever major liquor brands are sold. And then on top of that, just go to Party City and get some sparklers and attach it to the bottle. (laughs) You're buying it, though, for that illusion or the experience or the perception from others. Yeah, But it's tough for us because we're not the first thought of um, brand. True, but even if I'm pulling from like 50 Cent, right? When he... And that's another thing. He might be a troll, but when it comes to him trying to position himself... Um, in business, you cannot take that away from him. Actually, and if I'm being quite honest, 50 Cent is the reason I started to do research into um, liquor marketing, just from the perspective of like, what is the buy-in? Right. What does it take to like, get your name up there? And the fact that, a matter of the fact that he was even able to take any market share away from Mm -hmm. Ciroc, and the fact that it has been steadily growing since he did partner with Effin, I think is a testament to the fact of like, number one, it is extremely difficult, Mm -hmm. but if you are successful, it is extremely lucrative. It's the liquor way of being like Pepsi and Coke on a shelf. And it's so easy for us to kind of sit back and just let him do him or whatever celebrity, let them do them. And, you know, the company gets to eat off of the popularity of 
the person that they are. Unless you over here with hot boys and, and you know, exactly. salmon sliders. Time yeah. This is the dip. <laughs> Here's this your is the prelude cucumber. to the exactly. dip. So. <laughs> um, so, okay, I know earlier you spoke of having a moment where it's just like you always have to keep it professional. Have you ever had a moment where you would just like throw this cap to the wind? It's about to go down now. Like, how do you balance those moments when it's just like, I'm finna knock your muffin cap back blue versus let me think long term? Well, let me, I, I'll say this. I, 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 I thank my parents for keeping me grounded in church and keeping a close relationship with God. I can, and I'm not even, you know, Gary Owen has this one joke. He's like, if anything goes wrong, just say the word Jesus and everybody shut up. True. He's right. <laughs> He's like, why your hair looking good, Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Why your breast stink, Jesus? But I go brush my teeth. You know what I'm saying? As long as you put Jesus in anything. But I can honestly, I can say this, is that a lot of people think that sometimes I'm too mild mannered to, to the point where they don't think I'm being very proactive. But I've already thought about the situation where I don't need to be, you know, freaking out. I've always got that with all the jobs and then all the experiences that I've already talked about earlier. So for me, I've never went to that point and it'll never get like that unless like if you're a true friend, like I will have that conversation with you afterwards. Like, what the fuck were you thinking with that? Or, you know, even if I have to. If I have a good relationship with a celebrity partner or whatnot, I'll talk to management like or even talk to the artist. Like I've been in situations where I'm sitting there with your favorite artist and I'm like, yo, that didn't make no fucking sense. Why would you do something like that? And they had, you know, some valid points on certain things and some things it was just like, no, yes, I'm the little guy in your eyes. But look at what where it's going to result in, in the future. So keeping it professional is very priority number one. I will say this is that, you know, in college, I was the president for the American Marketing Association for our chapter at Columbia. Oh, so you knew I was on your so, <laughs> so, and I was the first one to bring a national award to our chapter, which was best professional development chapter in the nation. So I already had those tools where, yeah, understanding, you know, the situations, even from, you know, um, what like the the table type of um class or whatnot to where you, etiquette the etiquette classes thank you <laughs> I was like etiquette yes you're right <laughs> that's why that's why we're doing this book so right. so even from etiquette classes to you know making sure that you have you know more than one hustle making sure that even in if you're securing your your current job always be looking for your next two jobs mm-hmm. like that always was a preach um to you know our members or whatnot even with professionals coming in talking about those things so i've always had that mindset so i number one it was always having a a level head in those crazy situations where i have to stay professional regardless of what's going on and then two just the key learnings from college to make sure that everything is just you know nip tuck and cool got you um and that's something that i think also being in sometimes the being in an industry where egos, like you can have egos anywhere. Yep. Like you can have egos working, you know, at a, a sheet metal factory, mm-hmm. you know. So, but when you were specifically dealing with like entertainers, musicians, actors, even coworkers, like, right? I know. Mm-hmm. I, I li- that was going to be the last one. Even yeah. other people within the industry. It's like, well, ah, oh, man. Well, 
I'm the Martell ref and you ain't getting it like me and ooh and you no, know, just I, all the sexual shit. It's just like that's cute. So yeah, I, like, I, I, I keep I keep for one, you know, for me it's like a lot of the influencers and, and key account managers for other like spirit brands like I've worked with before. Mm-hmm. So you just keep that rapport and you keep, you know, feeding them love into because they've even come to me like, yo, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? And I'll gladly give them information um, on how to kind of expand their brand. Like, I have no problem doing that. But, you know, I'm also competitive, too. So, you know, I give you that knowledge, but I already know I'm going to one-up you. Well, I'm hopefully going to one-up you in the future on doing some things. But it's a it's a respect. It's a healthy competition. Yeah, it it's is. not anything that's based on insecurity Never. or trying to you know stab somebody in the back just never. to benefit yourself it never will be for me like so, and, but it, there are a lot of people that will but that's why i've been very respected nationally right. in regards to activations and events and just maintaining relationships that's why my so, room at the w is secure for our battle because <laughs> i know how to cheat mine is not <laughs> <laughs> i was just having a conversation with somebody they're like um we need to go i said we there's a whole like, bunch of us going. O U I or W E? Like, what are we talking? <laughs> like, so it was like, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make a decision. I'm. I literally just had brunch with my boy. Well, you better get an Airbnb and sit your ass down. So that's exactly like, what at brunch. That's exactly what we were doing. We're trying to say like, uh And even that to me is something like Airbnb is gonna be taxing because they have, no, they're not. They don't. They they are less expensive than hotels right now. Well, no, they are less expensive yeah. than hotels, but I'm like, they have surges, just like they understand market and trends, just yeah. like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So the longer you wait, have fun. I know. Just leave me alone. Okay. So about Jesus, um, how do you balance, um, how do you balance the scales of Christ and heathen? Because, and I don't mean heathen with you. I mean, I in the sense of like... You know, when you're in the nightlife scene, you know, you around a lot, you know, sometimes there's pasties involved. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's beautiful women. It's, right. you know, drugs. It's money. It's access. It's feeling yeah. like you to that dude on the block or that woman on the block. So how do you balance that with, you know, Christ and the fact like, right. I can't let too many Sundays go without me going to church. Like, how does that <laughs> rationalize? Well, for me, for me. I think I've I always level set like with celebrities, employees, or whatever. It's like I don't need to go out a lot anymore. I used to always be out and about because I was trying to get DJ Ferris to play a record in the club or at radio. DJ Ferris, God, Sorry, I couldn't God, hear it without that. Rest in peace to Timbuktu. Mm. Like I was always, you know, on him in regards to. You know, playing records. I even got him one of his first endorsement deals with Hennessy back in the day. To where, yeah, because we did a DJ program. It was him, 33 and a third, and it was Sean Mack. Okay. Like, that was one of the first things. And then, you know, that relationship didn't work out. And I'll never forget this. And I know everybody misses Lumen because I do too out in Chicago. Lumen was fun. It was. (laughs) I, I will never forget this moment. We were at a Hennessy event and he got on a mic and said I don't want any Hennessy I want some Remy fuck Hennessy fuck Hennessy fuck Hennessy I was like whoa I'm like 
well, we know how he feels. And this was he wasn't in contract or anything at that time, but he had because the program didn't go as well as we thought it would. But it was well, it tell was. Tell us how he, you really feel, bro. It, hey, listen, look, that, that's just who he was. He was an honest, you know, person, and he liked what he liked, and he was not going to not be authentic to exactly. I you, and know, you have to thing. respect that. And and but going back to your, your your question in regards to you know being a safe soul and Jesus and jumps. Not, right, right. I mean, I always level set it with people exactly like what I stood for and who I am. It's like I don't have to go out anymore. You know, like you said, like, and I appreciate the respect of, you know, being in the game for a while now to the point where I don't need to be around that a lot. Do I have access to all of that stuff? You know what I'm saying? If they need whatever libations that they need to make them smile, absolutely. But that's a part of my job. Um, But they understand, like, people will already say, how, you never smoked weed before? Like, no. Never done it. <laughs> and I used to have friends on the block where I would just sit in the car and beatbox for them while they rap and they're smoking. They're like, you want, I'm like, I don't want none of that. I'm good. Like, because I don't want to be like the norm. Right. But I do see the, to the point, I do see the advantages from a healthcare perspective on marijuana. And I also see how much money you can get from it. Um, which shout out to JB, the governor elect, for actually one of his priorities is to legalize marijuana recreationally here. I, I'm not shouting him out at it's all. Okay. In fact, we unshouting that out <laughs> <laughs> like, because I'm still not over that raggedy little uh, woman, no. Emily, texting my phone talking about some thanks for you. But I'm like, I didn't vote for him, and if anything, he don't love the hood like that. He's trying to better himself because no one wants to go into his private companies that are about to make a killing. With him making that legal. Okay. If anything, I'm going to shout out his shrewdness and he know how to play the game. What about the 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 vice governor or whatever it is? Her? The black what lady. What you want? A cookie? She black? No, I'm <laughs> like, like, I just wanted your opinion. That's what I was asking. Like, that's it. Okay. Well, like Zora Neale said, skin folk ain't all kin folk. I know. So <laughs> she, until I, I get maybe, it. maybe she's an acceptable black. Okay. says he made that I, I didn't know if he was a support of that, so... Plus, I don't know how I feel about her parents but no, but, and what her style is like. But yeah, I I, I definitely keep God first in everything. I almost said, <laughs> almost said, give it out of the God who's head of my life before we did this interview. <laughs> I'll leave <laughs> but that. No, but, but no, like seriously, like I, I, I really like, I have a personal relationship with God. Mm. And yeah, there, there are vices and stuff like that that I surround myself with, but. People always commend me for being a stand-up person, and I never won't like kind of crack the code and be like, "Hey," and do something crazy or. Nothing. Now you on the shade room talking about something I didn't even know it's gonna go down right. like that, man. Like my bad. Yeah. Um, so okay, I think you. That's actually a, a bomb segue into the other aspect because me being a woman in the industry, even, <laughs> no, 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 I know. You where already this is going. know where it's going. <laughs> already know, uh, but no, me being I'm a woman, a cool. woman in the industry. Being around guys in the industry, right, I think right, that right. was for me the that was all I needed to be like, oh hell no, I ain't never dated you niggas like y'all right. insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you can't make homogenous statements, right? Mm-hmm. What is it when it comes to you? Um, and also, actually, let me take a step back because I know a lot of it, like Barclay, mm-hmm. 
married to his wife, yep. lost without her every time she would go on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, the kids, they in D.C. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to go home. I'm like, Barclay, it's 5 p.m. The street lights ain't came home yet. Like, just go to Ruby Tuesdays. Go, go to like, Ruby Tuesdays. Just do something for yourself, black man. Like, good Lord. But So there were examples, I should say, of black men having their wives and relationships respecting those unions, truly making yeah. experiential just their job. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, babe, I'm coming home right now. Step and repeat. Wrap it up. I got to go. Would you say that, or what would you say a woman has to have in order to be comfortable to date somebody? <laughs> and you can say your industry adjacent all you want. No, I love this because it's, I, I can't answer that question. But I will say, like, the number one thing is that they have to be secure about themselves before anything. True. Because, yes, we are around people you see on TV and, you know, people who got fake boobs. And it's it's definitely... You ain't even coming on it. <laughs> Clearly, coming that's on your thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. He literally like, fake boobs. No, I'm I like... just I just blurted that out. Oh, just okay, saying, God, like... I'm like... Okay, fake bodies. Fake, you know, I say that? Like lips, asses. Yeah, fake bodies. Gap. Okay, like it's it it is what it is, but this is exactly how we sell our products and services. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that. Like, if I have to be in front of somebody, but you sitting there with some thirteen hundred dollar um, Christian Louboutins, would you rather me quit my job and not provide that and provide you with more time? Like, is ah! is that is not that, you? This logical ass trade off is that is that what you want? Which is fine. So you don't you but, want me to be a good broke man or a good well paid one? Like, like you know it's and it, it's it, it's very difficult dating you know people within marketing. <laughs> All I hear is you gonna cry in this Nissan or you gonna cry in this no, no, no 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 no. But the key to having a and I think you know you brought up Barclay as a good set uh, example is that it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. It's all about transparency. It's up to that woman or, you know what I'm saying, to this is exact. You have to, for one, you have to expose them to exactly what you do. You have to do that. Say that for the people in the back. You have to expose them to exactly what you do. There's a difference in being like, you should stay at home at this event and then be like, come with me. No, but, but you know, there's been points where I've been like, hey, come with me to this event. I'm like, no, I'm good because it doesn't interest them. I swear, I'm happy you said this because... Um, my father who, who remarried, um, yeah, my father who remarried, I literally had this conversation yesterday with his wife and she said, my father had got mad because of the placement where they were sitting. She's the Dean of students at a university, uh, outside of Baltimore. Um, but she was just doing a year residency there. They'll be back. So they had a conversation where my father was a little bit. Feeling his way because I get this way. Like I don't want to sit here, so <laughs> he was like, "I don't, I don't, hundred percent." So where the dean of students sit, she was in that placement. He was like, "I'm not trying to sit here. Can we sit over there?" He's like, "I need you to just chill, relax. This is what it is. Oh, maybe we'll see if we can go there during intermission." So when they went during intermission, they were like, "No, you can't sit here. You guys are supposed to be seated there." He got an attitude, so. Yeah, I'm dead. I'm putting you out. So, because he's definitely gonna be no, like, when's it dry? But but dead ass. This is like, and I literally, I thought about the women that I've dated, 
And I've had this conversation, like, and she told me that she said, she had to sit him down and say, you have to understand, you are a representation, not only of the college that I'm at, but you're a representation of us when you're out. So I, you know, this is who I am. This is what it is. I don't know how else to explain it, but you in or you out. She didn't say it like that, but that's exactly how I kind of interpreted it. Interpreted it. But I also, I, I definitely have had that same conversation with multiple women. Like, listen, I'm not no bum nigga. I know a lot of people. I will respect you and I will give you the full transparency on any histories that I've had with anybody. Are you ready for that? One. Not to say I'm out here just gunslinging and being a slut. Let's just be clear. That's, yeah. No, but I'm saying. I get it. But two, but it's like, understand like, I want to spend time with you and I want to do things with you. Yes, I have to go to this event at nine o'clock. Yes, this dinner may be four hours, but I'm literally working. And I need you to understand it. And I really felt like that was such a key moment just connecting with her. Not to say we have a bad relationship because we have a great relationship. But it was like, okay. You get it. Because that's the difficulty of dating somebody in this industry. Everybody thinks that it's all glitz and glamour. It's like, no. I remember when Diddy on, um, what is his name? No, Zoe Dollar. Zoe Dollars who that is. trying to blow a check. Great record back in the day. I was like, what day is Just, this? I'm like, <laughs> this was like three years ago. Oh, you know Diddy. No, not this is a man in mourning. <laughs> I have no, nothing. Just... Rest in peace, Kim Porter. Carry mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I actually met her. Yeah, rest in peace to her. But um, he had a line in his in the song that said, oh, no, 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 I'm wrong. It was working. Diddy, it was my, I forgot the name of the album. But it was a um, it was a line in the song that said, "We're in the club popping Ciroc bottles, but you're thinking we're partying. We're actually and it said working. That's exactly the stuff that these influencers for liquor brands they do because these influencers do not want to be out in the club all the time because they got a life. And sometimes that life is I would love to be home watching Golden Girls yeah. on Hulu. And you know they even come to me and say like, yo, you know." Such and such was mad because such you know my ex was in the club, but I know I had to go to work. It, it's 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 a difficult industry. It's really difficult in, in dating. It's difficult people understanding exactly what you do and how you do it. But it also it also takes for one to be very open minded in regards to the craft that they have, mm-hmm. and it also takes patience because somebody may be adjusting to the actual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But then it also takes trust. If that person is loving doing everything that they can to make you smile, happy, come, all that shit, you shouldn't be complaining. I think that's... So you hit it on two things. One, the whoever the the other spouse or mate or partner is, you have to have your own too. Because that helps just not be yeah. so clingy. And then secondly, it's just a thing of like reformatting what work looks like to you. Mm-hmm. And that's And even for me. I used to, case in point, think my uncle had this fun-ass job mm-hmm. being a regional director of Live Nation until my ass was there at 5 a.m. running back and forth. Exactly. Let me tell you something. If you've never had a cardio session, try running around the United... No. It's a circular building. Try <laughs> running around the United Center because you can't cut through the floor because they're still loading in. Yep. 
So you literally have to run around yep. to the other side to get what it is that you need. And we do the same thing within experiential marketing when we creating these branded experiences. I was not looking at that concert like this yep. is fun. By the no. time he literally told me, he was like, my job technically doesn't start until the concert starts. He was like, everything Correct. else is just prep. He was like, yep. once the concert starts, that's when I start settling out vendors. That's yep. when I start. He was like, I'm already trying to track, like, what's traffic looking yep. like? Is this concert on time? How are we loading out? I'm like, yep. So within, waking up at four, going and literally yep. doing the same thing all week long. That's and and sometimes as, you know, as marketers, we have to, be there for the call in time to make sure that because you're the key contact for the actual venue. Mm-hmm. So hey, hey, they ain't giving person, you the key to shit. Let me in, okay. My production team will be there. We'll be sitting there asleep, or we're sending emails to make sure that Are y'all the laundry coming? list of stuff, you know, guest list, mm-hmm. um, celebrity contacts, you know, um, VIP guests, running shows care, together, running shows, all that, florals, lighting, all that, just to make sure everything is cool. Like every single detail, like that that one point person or per, uh, point persons has to make sure that everything is cool. But we do have to be there at the beginning when loading happens because we hold the certificate of insurance to make sure that everything goes right. And even just speaking onto that, I will never forget. I won't mention this rapper because I don't have money. And if he sues me and it's in regards to his tour rider, but I will <laughs> never forget we had to deal with his assistant's assistant. This was Easter fucking weekend. And this woman went, just so we're clear, um, for his dressing room, I'm not seeing enough white. And we were just like, well, we're not, you know, complete setting it up and getting everything together. The show wasn't until like the next day. And she was like, I'm going to be adamant. There is to be no baby's breath. And we need at least 12 bouquets of white calla lilies east no 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 this isn't you know september 8th you know (laughs) or december 32nd or whatever this is easter weekend where the hell were we supposed to find white or 12 bouquets on top of what we already had secured for this person. Now, and here's the thing. Another thing people don't realize. Tour riders, if you agree, I have sorted M&M's because it was on a tour rider. I have literally sorted M&M's. Chocolate candies that do not taste different. This ain't Skittles. This ain't Starburst. I what, had, was it Mariah? I'm not going to get to it. <laughs> but the point is, I've had to sort. So it's like when we, I just agree with the fact when it comes to like what is fun and what is work, people are just looking at like, Oh, well, you just here kicking it and taking IG pictures. No, bitch. You have no idea what went into this. I wanted to literally burn the whole stadium to the ground because I'm like, I'm going to be up all night. And then we had some airmail. 12 more bouquets of calla lilies. Three states away. You wanted him him or her for that. He would have not walked on. He And I've, I've seen it. Half the time, the things that they ask for, they don't eat. They crew eats it. You want to know something funny? I need all flats, no drums. What's like? I love drums, by the way. See, but I'm a flats. No, I'm a flats. That. I can't do, because drums. Because you got you to gotta break. No, I ain't got time for that. But see, it's a um, system. I can do that in two see, seconds. But that, Carry yeah. on. Right. So, um, I remember when, and I'll say the artist. I don't even care. I remember dealing with Maxwell for the time joining family. He's the worst. 
So, and <laughs> I remember when they picked him up from the airport. I need the inside to be 68 degrees, not nope. 69.6. It wasn't even that. I don't ride in white limos. I need a black one. And it has to be leather. On First off, what other leather? Like, how else is the limo supposed to come? Well, you know, like, whatever the other material is or whatever. But, I've never been in a limo that wasn't. But, but okay, fine. But it was, it was, it was some type of obnoxious. He would not get into that limo until we got another limo for him to transport him to the actual resort that we were at for Tom Jordan Family Reunion. Was this that a part of story. his tour rider? That I don't know. Because I was not on the talent team. I was on the sponsorship See, team. See, I'd have easily been like, well, let's run through this paperwork, sis. Cause but it don't matter. At that point, it don't matter. You're on the ground and you're making the artist wait. They would fly their ass back and be like, I'm not performing for you. And they were one of the co-headliners for the actual weekend. So, Pretty Wings ain't that good of a song for me to go through <laughs> that type of wings. stress. Leave that alone. Grammy winning That's song. fine. <laughs> that is great. He has a voice like an angel and the attitude of the devil. <laughs> like I had to leave. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> he, like hitting that note. <laughs> Where's my ticket? <laughs> like, Hit the no. Mariah note though. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Hit the Mariah note. No, I can't. Hold up. <clears throat> no, don't do that, please. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, um, we want to make sure Joy Has Questions continues on. True. Yeah. I didn't pop the blood vessel. <laughs> it was so sad. She was doing so well on that right, show. Right, right. Um, but no, so in terms of looking at yourself, all the brands that you have uh, worked with. Yes. Um, I forget, like, damn, I've been treating this like a real conversation. This is definitely a show. Um, so looking at like all the brands. looking over there like, I gotta chop this shit up. She literally <laughs> was just like, <laughs> you know, control the interview. <laughs> like, goddamn, I'm back. My bad. Um, no, but seriously, so in looking in terms of like, I know you said earlier, the monotony sometimes got to you. And even though you were making $40 an hour, you was like, I've got to switch this shit up. So yes. when, when it comes to like the next moves, do, do you want to be like SVP of market? Like, are you definitely trying to stay within... You know, just stacking upon the steps you've already made or the foundation you've already built. Definitely stacking upon that because I want to retire at 50. So, you know, I have 15 and a half years left. So that should tell you my age. I don't do math, but okay. Well, that's your fault. I, hey, so that's why I got made calculated. You can count how many ounces you've been drinking, but you can't count how many. I don't know that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, um, yeah. The goal is to retire at 50. Uh, I think that I put myself oh, you're in You're 35. I said 15 and a half. Oh, I didn't hear the half. That's definitely you're old. No, no I'm not. Because <laughs> when I tell you, there are a lot of people that you see on the scene. They can't let it Chicago, go. That are in their 40s and you would never know. There are people on radio that are in their 40s that you would never know. Dead ass serious. Okay, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's no, it's no shade to their age or anything. Yeah. It's just like, they've aged great. They've, they've stayed relevant and they're doing their thing. But you'll be like, you're how old? And you're like, but I'm still considered one of the young OGs because of the experience that I've done and the, the checks that they've gotten from me due to the, you know, the opportunities that they've had in their lap. But... You want to move forward, though. I definitely want to just move forward from, you know, 
and I feel like I have moved forward from, you know, always being that guy in the club and talking to DJs and being around celebrities and all that because I knew that is not what I wanted for the future of me. So I know that, you know, being, you know, director or senior VP of experiential marketing for some type of brand or service is something that I really hope to happen in the near future. And I know that I can get it. It's, it's, it's simple. Yes. Well, if there's anything I can say, you have always been <clears throat> super focused, super hardworking. Even when I would see like little ego clashes and riffs, you would just be sitting there shaking your head like, look at these goofy niggas. Can we please just figure out what's going to happen with this setup tonight? So, can, can, can we get the Chicago, get your goof ass out of here? Like, that's what I always say. So, True. Yeah. I mean, but you have to have that mentality, yes. truly, I feel, in order to get work done. Because if yeah. you get stuck on the problem like how dare you ask for a white limo and we only have champagne i can't deal with this you completely will lose sight of long ball so there's anyone that i've looked at that i've been like man he always stays focused and stays with a check um it's you truly and i don't mean say this in the sense of like oh i'm someone that my opinion counts in that aspect but truly someone that i definitely respect um when i have questions and even for my own shit like i'm like what should I do? Is this what a deck looks like? That sort of thing. So I appreciate, <laughs> I definitely, I appreciate you for that though. Yeah. Um, so yay. I'm happy I got to get on here for real. Thank you. You I, know, I, I wish I would have been number one, but I know I'm not that important, but shut up. <laughs> oh, no, it's I was not... trying to be on my Jay-Z shit. I ain't gonna lie. Like, yo, I, I'm going to be the first one with it. So no, but you definitely, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. You definitely rounding it out for 2018, yeah. helping me with that momentum. And yep. I'm super appreciative. So thank you. gone, broski. No worries. Woo, and he brought me more liquor. Yes. So my motivational message for this week is going to be slightly more personal. I know usually I try and balance it between like personal and business keys, but So something happened this past week that was amazing. I spent this Thanksgiving day with my best friend, my cousin Jasmine, and that was it. And I told my family that I was not doing Thanksgiving with them. Now, I did not say that to be disrespectful, to be hurtful, but there was one thing that I had just randomly thought of in my head. And it's just like, stop doing things out of obligation and not reciprocity. And that's really what it comes down to. If people continue to be like, oh, man, we should get together. We should hang out. Man, we're just so busy. Jesus Christ wasn't that busy. You prioritize, you make time for things or for people that matter. And the thing is, I am a bomb-ass person. My cousin is a bomb-ass person. I surround myself by bomb-ass people. Whether or not that is someone that shares my last name or not, I can't you know, guarantee, or I don't even want to say guarantee that. I can't control that. It does not mean that I'm out here vicious on a campaign to like belittle my family or to hurt my family. It is not that in the least. But what I will say is this, on the eve of my 30th birthday, my patience for bullshit or just for, you know, holding my tongue or trying to play, you know, with pretenses is over and the fuck done. If if you're not somebody that knows my favorite color, if you don't know when my birthday is, if you don't know what makes me sad, if you can't be somebody to check me and me actually think about it and be like, Okay, you was right. I was wrong. If you can't, if you can't even tell me my address anytime in my life because you've never broke bread with me outside of this one set time in the year, 
then I don't necessarily think I need to continue to put in the effort to be around you either. Because what I'm learning, toxicity makes the turkey taste bad. I'm like, I'm not about to sit here and stuff myself full of dressing and ham and mac and cheese, but I'm choking on the damn food because I'm one step away or one microaggression away from just like going off on everyone. No one wants to be put into that environment where they feel like they're being tolerated and not celebrated. I don't know if that's a larger conversation for the black community. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, happening in Caucasian homes. I don't know what, you know, the situation is, but I do know this. If you are someone that has been having feelings of, I'm just doing things because I'm expected to do them or because, oh, this is what family means, then I sincerely implore that you look into revising the definition of that and being around people that celebrate you, being around people that support you, being around people that you can be like, you know what, I am broke, I'm at my lowest, can I hold $20? Or... I'm just going to go in your piggy bank and take out all the silver money until Friday and then put it back. If you can't do that, then you need to reevaluate what the fuck you're doing in your life or who you're surrounding in your life. And if they don't want to come to the table with you, that's fine. But that does not mean you stop your happiness just so that you can do something because it's expected of you. Expectations with you know, shallowness or superficial relationships makes no one happy. And trust me, as someone who has worked in that, lived around that, it's fucking exhausting. And no one should have to be put through that. I hope everyone has a bomb week. I hope everyone invests in some therapy. I hope everyone realizes, please stop wearing Versace. It's dizzying and really wrong to people who have epilepsy. That's just a lot of color schematic going on in one outfit. Let's be considerate. And I want everyone to slowly get into 2019 or get in the mind frame of continuing to live their best life and if you aren't doing so think about ways in which you can be i will holler at you all next week where joy has questions and everyone have a bomb and blessed week bye